The following program is rated TV MALV. It contains strong language, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. Here we go, Barflies. Welcome to the Barfly Tailgate Show. You already know it's done by Barflies for Barflies and all the other Bears fans out there. <clears throat> Sorry. Good morning, fellas. My uh, allergies are kicking my ass a little bit this morning, so uh, if you hear me cough or sneeze, or I'll try to mute when I'm doing it. But uh, you know that one, that one had to go out over the airwaves. Um, welcome back uh thank you aldo for filling in last week and doing a little fill-in show put together some predictions and stuff for us and that was really cool to to check that out um i, I welcome back i mean uh it, it feels weird to be off a week and then come back and now i'm trying to play catch up almost it feels like uh how you guys doing this morning i'll start with chris and go around the room and we can hit intros and then We'll get into last week, and then we'll get into this week. Chris, how you doing, brother? How's it feel to be back home, man? It fucking sucks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, it's, it's, yeah, I've had a, like a touch of the old um, holiday blues since I've been back, but uh, no, it's it's always great to have another chance to talk to you boys. I know we'll get into what happened last weekend, but just meeting everybody in person, KB and, and, and AC, well, an absolute fucking joy. So, uh, yeah, a bit of a down to be back, but always great to have a chance to talk uh, Bears football with you boys. Hey, yeah, definitely, absolutely. Jordan, how you doing this morning down there, brother? Um, well, gentlemen, I'm happy to be here as always. It's, uh, you know, another day of Bears football. I'm excited for it. And obviously you gentlemen know they're coming to the West Coast, Best Coast, Sunday night football. <laughs> no better time, prime time. Last time I saw the Bears at SoFi, it was literally the first game at SoFi since COVID that they opened up to. That was actually Justin Fields' rookie game against the Rams. So this is a nice return. I'm not seeing Justin Fields. That's the bummer. But we are going to see some Tyson Bajan. We're going to talk some Tyson Bajan. And Absolutely. I'm excited to take another trip to go see. And, I mean, I'll, obviously, listen, let's keep it clear. Bears fan above all else. But I've always said my AFC team is the Chargers. So I can't really lose time. I'm going to have fun watching the, super, the superhuman robot. Because that's the thing, too, is I've seen Justin Herbert throw in practice. It's an experience. I've yet to see him throw live at SoFi, and I, I expect there to be a couple bombs today, so I'm looking forward to it. We'll see. We'll see. KB, how you doing this morning, brother? 
Man, how am I doing? I'm, man, I'm doing great, man. You know what I'm saying? We had a lovely weekend last week. I said lovely. That's how it felt. It was uh, it was a dream, man. Yeah, uh, basically getting to see a bunch of, you know, what I'm saying superstars. Damn near felt like in a, in the same room, man. A lot of personalities going around, around a lot of jokes, man. Uh, even even had some uh, some country on country <laughs> drinking going <laughs> on, brother. But hey, man, we love it, bro. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, good man. Can't can't wait for this game, man. To get into talking about what happened this that past week. So, hey, amen. Yeah, Everything yeah. We'll talk good. a little about uh, last week first. Um, first and foremost, Aldo, thank you for putting together the ballroom meetup. It was incredible. Um, showed up to Chicago as soon as I got there. I got me a Chicago style hot dog because that's what you do. You stop at Portillo's, you get a Chicago style hot dog. Um, if you feel like it, you grab yourself an old style. I, I brought a case of old style home with me. So I got that out in the garage right now. I might have a couple of those tonight. I don't know, but, uh, definitely had a blast showed up to Aldo's, um, and Mallory, even like when she tells people, you know, what we did last weekend, she's like, I didn't realize the, the pool. She was like the, the people that Aaron knew from the show, she was like, I didn't realize, how big it was, you know, with John Buffone and his brother there and Danny Shimon was out there, you know, and uh, of course, Aldo and Dan and all the, all the usual suspects, but the, the pool and the outreach that the barroom has is just incredible. You know, we showed up at Aldo's, he had Lou Malnati's there, which was my first time ever having Lou Malnati's cause I'm an Aurelio's guy. So I was trying some new pizza. It was a, it was a first timer for me and uh, I really enjoyed it. It was really good. Um, and the conversation, I had myself a uh, Goose Island 312 beer, which was, that was delicious as well. Um, just the whole night was amazing. And then to top it all off, we show up Sunday. And as I said in my preview, I did not expect to win. I expected the Raiders to win that game. So when you get a win, when you're not expecting, I think it makes it that much better. And myself and KB and KB's wonderful family, his cousins were next to us. Uh, uh, Andrew's grandfather was right across the way. It was just, it was just an incredible experience to experience that with you and your family. Thank you again, KB. It was always, brother, always amazing. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, almost felt like a whirlwind. It, it, I wish I could have stayed because KB was sending pictures afterwards, which was really cool. And I was like, God, I'm so jealous. But uh, your boy had to hit the road and come on back to Kentucky, which uh, I got back in about 1045 that night. So uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was just a, it was a long day and it was a whirlwind of the, of a weekend. I wish it would have lasted longer. Um, we're going to work a thing out with Aldo and try and do that at least once a year and maybe next year, Jordan, you can fly across and hang out with us. Uh, Cause it was just an incredible experience. Chris, tell me about your time in America. Tell me all of it, all two weeks. Um, <laughs> I, I know we tried to talk to you last week or, or the Vikings game, but it was kind of loud at the tailgate. So just tell me about, I mean, try to hit some highlights of your trip to America. I mean, this guy, I know we call it the AC show, but I was telling KB we got to turn it into the C Dub show because this man's a celebrity uh, on TV. <laughs> on the on, he's got Larry Mayer writing articles about him and everything. Tell me about your trip, Chris. I, th- I just have to say that that's probably been one of the uh, 
the best 10 days of my life. It would, it's just from, from start to finish, it was just, it was just amazing. But I mean, like the first morning of there was on a uh, Chicago Fox, uh, 32 channel, uh, their, their morning news program, which was really cool because, uh, me and Mr. Shorty started drinking when he picked me up. So literally I had two hours sleep before that. So I was actually quite drunk when I stood when I was stuck when I went back here. Uh, and they were really nice and, and uh, it was just a bit of a shame they didn't really ask me about the story because you know obviously I wanted to mention you guys and the network and, and Mr. Short and BCP and the and the, and the girl for me and all that. But um, that was really, really fun. And then uh, on the Saturday, one of um, one of Dan's cousins, she's she sees this guy's got a really nice uh, distillery, a whiskey distillery. So we are having like a six-year celebration. So we went there, ended up drinking loads of fucking whiskey, did the same again for the Bears game. I had no sleep at all. But the first Bears game, or um, it got quite emotional. Um, basically, as soon as I saw the field, that's when it really hit me that I was actually at the Chicago Bears. And it just looked so manicured and beautiful. And we were sort of walking around and suddenly I just just started tearing up a little bit, started thinking about, my God, I've actually got here at last. And some strange reason I, started, I thought a little bit about my dad who just passed away earlier this year. And I would, I would, I would get a little bit tearful and Dan put his arm around me and it just started going a little bit. And then I thought, God, I'm English. I can't do this. It's, those English don't do this in public. And uh, we had amazing seats, amazing crowd around us. Uh, the game stunk. The actual, the actual game itself was terrible. The atmosphere was amazing. Um, I went with Dan Shorty and the two of his cousins, who were just absolutely awesome people. So that was a Sunday. Um, through the week, we were sort of we were staying in the Woodstock area of Illinois, which is about an hour out of the city. So we were like in the countryside, and we stayed with Dan's um, auntie and uncle. Had a beautiful house, and they were just amazing people, so welcoming. And I got on really well with his brother, uh, not his brother, his uncle Jim. I used to be a, an, an ice hockey player right into his forties. So me and oh, him just wandered cool. over a, a Miller Light and uh, and all that. I had my uh, first elite, first legal cannabis smoking uh, in America. <laughs> so obviously, I picked the strongest weed you could get, and it was absolutely amazing. It was the best best cannabis ever smoked in my life. Uh, the two Americans, Dan and his cousin who were with, completely went through the whole book of being stunned. They started off really happy, and then within 10 minutes, they were completely paranoid. And then they went through this really like, they just went through the whole sort of ethos of being stunned. I thought, man, these Americans are lightweight, man. You're a lightweight. But uh, that was really funny. And then, um, yeah, went to Chicago a few times to have a walk about. An amazing city. It's just, it's just. Just, I don't know, man. I've got a feeling I might have to move there for a little bit. I really like the um, the Chicago humor. Went to this like really cool sort of like uh, like a restaurant diner, you know, like proper what you see in like uh, in all the films, like when Harry met Sally when she does a, a fake orgasm. It was very much like a place like that. And, and like, and like uh, the work, all the waitresses liked me because of my accent. So that was really cool. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, just the. Um, just the barroom sort of get together, man. It was absolutely awesome. It was so awesome that it was so weird seeing Aldo. And I, at first, I've actually seen Aldo's like full body because I've only ever seen him like top upwards. So I would just meet everybody, and everybody had legs, and I've never never seen anybody's legs because obviously. Like, <laughs> and um, that that was that was just amazing, man. It like like I said, Mate and EC and KB and 
and every you know everybody who turned up were on the on the network were absolutely amazing and uh and cliff victoria turned up with his mate who decided to turn into a an america versus england drinking competition which is a very dangerous thing to do because you never offer an Englishman a drinking competition. And I, and I, I kicked his ass. I had two beers to his one and I was kicking his ass. And I saw him the next day at the game and he would try to give it all that. And I, I kicked your ass, mate. But, um, <laughs> I really did. He was absolutely happy. He couldn't do anything. At least I was like, you know, try, try to keep going. I mean, obviously at the game, before the game, I, uh, man, I ended up on the Soldiers Field field. Yeah, yeah, absolutely amazing. And at one point, we were sort of standing because we were like holding like the end of the big sort of bear down flag for when they run out. So we had a bit of time, and I had to just go down on my knees and actually kiss the kiss the kiss the field because I thought this is this is Chicago bases, fucking soldiers field, motherfucker. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So I kissed the turf. And that was really cool, like doing the flag thing and seeing all the players come out, and you know, just because it obviously it was just for game time, it was getting really full. So that that was really cool. And then obviously I met Larry Mary. He he's did an article regarding me and Dan regarding the girl from me and, and the whole sort of thing about the trip. And that came out. I think it was Friday when that came out. So it's a really really nice article. I'm just really glad that it mentions Dan a lot. Because he didn't manage to get on the um, Chicago morning TV slot, which sort of pissed me off a little bit. Because you know, without 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 Dan, I, I wouldn't have got there, man. You know, I mean, without him just yeah. thinking, I'll do a. Even I had my own money at the end, but just for somebody to say, right, let's see if we can get this guy over. So uh, you know, can't I can't say thank you enough to Dan, really. And and, uh, and he he managed to put up with me for ten days without trying to kill me, which is probably a really good. You know, I can't believe somebody's managed to do that. But it was just meeting everybody, man. I mean, I think one of the best parts of the trip is all right. The game, the game days were amazing, but like just meeting everybody. Well, that was the best bit for me. Meeting you guys, meeting people like Foster, and you know, just everybody. And um, everybody was so welcoming at the tail part, at the tailgating before the show and after. And uh, yeah, just just met some really like really good people, man. And uh, I hope we can make this like a you know yearly thing. Uh, so I've actually started saving already for my next trip out. So I've got nice. about quid, yeah. Because because it was just like it just happened so quick, and I'd like I probably next time I'd like to stay a bit more in the city itself, so I get a chance to you know have a look around. But even though where we stayed, it was absolutely stunning. But overall, it was a trip of a lifetime, man. And uh, yeah, it's just something what's going to have to happen at least yearly because. Uh, it would have awesome being in the stadium. That would be that you know being surrounded by Bears fans and you know and, and having like the authentic sort of uh, experience. You know what I mean? Rather than trying to go down to Wembley where everybody's dressed in different team jerseys and and whatever for them London London games. But the best I say the best parts of meeting everybody and that that includes you boys and uh, and hopefully next year, Jordan, you can join us and. Uh, and, and put up with me for a couple hours taking on America and drinking competitions. So, uh, yeah, that's that. That'll be the last. I don't want to go on about it, man, because yeah, yeah. I don't want to bore people to death in my fantastic I mean, story. It, it was great, man. Definitely shout out to Mr. Shorty for putting oh, all that man. together because he, uh, I mean, he knocked it out of the park. It seemed like you got to see the city. Um, you got to, I mean, you got on the field, dude. Like I was in the crowd, and, and you talk about tearing up when you walked in. For the Vikings game, that was my first game at Soldier Field as well. Yeah. 
And I didn't really like when I walked in, I didn't really feel it because there were so many people and we were trying to find our seats. KB, you know, we were walking through like a maze of people to try and find our seats. We get to our seats and we sit down and I'm like, okay, well, first of all, it was like it said it was going to be like 50 degrees. So we had packed everything for it possibly being cold. And <laughs> I mean, I had a blanket. My wife had her winter coat. We had all a beanie. I didn't wear a hat. I wore a beanie. and. I'm stripping off clothing as the game's going on because it was so hot in there, but uh, it was, it was definitely a blast. And uh, I, I saw, I cried probably four times before the game even kicked off between the uh, national anthem and the, and the bear down thing. And then of course, I think it was between the third quarter and the fourth quarter, they played the um, salute to the troops. And as a, I might get cheered up right now as a military veteran myself, that really, it really got to me and KB turned to me and <clears throat> gave me a hug and said, I love you, bro. And oh, it was, it was just awesome. But uh, yeah, like you said, Chris, the, the meetup at Aldo's was, I mean, I was more, I hate to say it like this, but I was more excited about that than I was the game itself. Cause <laughs> I was like, it's Tyson Bajan. I don't know what I'm going to see. I didn't expect to win. You know what I'm saying? So just meeting everybody and, and, and eating great food. That was Oh, it was incredible. KB, um, I'll let you talk about your week and then and then uh uh sorry Jordan that we're taking up all this time. We'll bring you no, back. No, 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 you're good. <laughs> Brother man, brother man. Like I said, bro, it was it was the equivalent of getting the Avengers all together. Everybody <laughs> have, has been off all this time doing their own thing. We you know got our own movies, you know what I'm saying, own shows, and everybody just kind of doing doing them and then it's hey you know what let's let's go on ahead and meet up at the adventures tower aka aldo's house uh aldo you listen to this brother your home is absolutely beautiful uh my my god the neighborhood was amazing the area every everything about aldo's home was amazing the 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 cave the man cave where (laughs) all the magic happens brother man oh yeah me and tucha down there talking we didn't we sitting there. He's showing me pictures of the family, man. I turned around and look. Everybody that left us. We just down there vibing. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I I could definitely get used to this, man. It's it was amazing, man. Everybody was so accommodating. Everybody was so welcoming. Uh, it's 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 one thing to stare at somebody on the computer screen. It's another thing, kind of like was Chris was you know what I'm saying alluding to. Hey man, you got legs. You know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my, my man uh Buffon's brother damn near broke everybody's hand shaking it. Uh, we we came up with an awesome inside joke while we were there. Well, well, well. Lives <laughs> on the infamy at this point. Uh, <laughs> and just just seeing everybody happy with each other is a it's a it was a great feeling to have. Is is a it's a big turn from seeing people. Hey man, we you see you know what I'm saying the keyboard warriors and all this other shit, man. Just just being around good vibes the entire weekend, man. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, then we had the <laughs> the you know what I'm saying packing for the snow game. Apparently, uh, <laughs> we got covers. Uh, I, I bought a hat on the way to the stadium because I'm like, man, it's a little chilly out here, bro. My my ears gonna freeze. You know what I'm saying. By the time we get to the game, bro, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody was out their shirts. We didn't took off anything underneath that we had under a jersey. Oh my god! But the moment having the 
the helicopters and everything go over, man. Oh my god, an amazing feeling. Then looking oh, wow. down, you seeing you seeing Chris on on the field with it with Shorty and uh, you know what I'm saying my my guy T Will everybody man it was it was just amazing bro uh definitely got to do it again bro definitely got to do it again then we got to get Jordan ass out here mm. yeah <laughs> well tell me about after the game you got to go to the family suite uh tell me about that man because I was so freaking jealous I was I was driving home and you sent me some of those pictures from it and I was just like, oh my God, that looks so awesome. I know that I have to get home, but fuck, I wish I could have been there. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. We uh, you know, the family, uh, we run into Andrew's wife, uh, Ellie. She's she's amazing. She says, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get her together real quick. We're gonna take some pictures and then we're gonna go to the family room. Yep, family room. Uh when we did this in Cleveland, there was no family room. There was no. a hey, everybody meet outside. <laughs> and it was the craziest shit on earth. So we walked down, uh, my entire family. We had like fucking 20 people in the yesterday. <laughs> so uh we walked down, uh standing standing in this little area, man. We tried to walk down into uh they had like a little lobby area that was right next to the locker room. And we were standing in there. I mean, packed everybody's family is in there, right? So we kind of walk out the hallway, we walk back up. It's a long hallway that walks down into this lobby. So we walk back up the hallway and we kind of posted up. <laughs> I see this, you know what I'm saying? About five foot ten, five foot eleven stocky dude walk past. I'm like, hey man, you look like you used to be playing for the team. Come to find out he does play for the fucking team. It's Kahari Blasting Gang. <laughs> I'm I'm starting to fan out. You know me. Oh my God. Oh I'm asking, hey, is it wrong to ask for pictures? Like, what are we what are we doing? So Kahari walks past. I look to my right, uh uh Don Rob is 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 over there standing with a group of people. I'm like, that's Rob is who is he? He's he he was the, the rookie from last year that we, we drafted and plays defensive end. That's what everybody's here. Like, I'm like, I'm 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 like literally fanning out and going crazy. Last game walks back past. Hey brother, listen, man. Listen, brother. I I see you with your family. I don't want to be that guy. Can I get a picture? Oh, for sure, bro. You get the picture. <laughs> get the picture. We walking out, man. Uh, I see uh, Braxton Jones. I'm I'm starting to name players. I'm like, hey, that's that's Braxton Jones. Everybody in my family, like, hey, how do you know who these people are without them having jerseys on? I'm very thorough. So I walk over. I got I grabbed the pick with Braxton Jones. Uh, a little bit uh after that, I turned around to Marcus Walker walking out. Yo, what's good, bro? Hey, can I get a pick, man? Yeah, I got a pick with him. Uh who I got a pick with somebody else too. Uh then we start to walk out. Uh Andrew looks at me, he said, Hey man, you riding with me or you riding with them? Of course I'm riding with you. Uh <laughs> what, what do you mean? I came here to see you. I'm coming I'm riding with you. So uh we start to walk down the uh the little back way to go out to their cars and uh I walk past uh, Trent Taylor, Cole Komet. Uh, it was another guy that I've seen too. I and I can't I can't think about who it was, but I'm just like walking past. I high five Star Cole struck. Komet, bro. I'm I'm so fucking excited, bro. <laughs> My auntie um, Andrew's mother was with us. She's like, right, come on, come on, you can't stop for everybody. Yeah, I can. I can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this this opportunity is not gonna pass me. Okay. 
Right. But uh, man, it, it was amazing. Uh, just kind of getting a little inside bits that I got from Cuz. Uh, like I said, man, they they ain't gave up. Them boys still out there playing. And they playing hard. Uh, like I said, just picking his brain on a couple little things. Uh, telling him about the joke I sold to McCaskey because that we ran into McCaskey in the South lot. You know, I had to drop that ten bit of uh, my man. You need to resign Cuz, and he kind of gave us a stern face and hit us with the. He's play, he's been playing well this year. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but man, oh, it was it was amazing, man. It was a great feeling. Uh, we got of course you get the Bears win, so everything is is even better. But just the atmosphere from that weekend, man, it's, it was definitely something that needs to happen more often, man. It was it was amazing. Yeah, I was de- like like I said, man, I was so um, just jealous, but happy for you. I would have been just like you, you know, <laughs> talking, stopping and trying to talk and get pictures everybody. with everybody. And uh, yeah, um, did you guys hang? Did you guys hang out with Andrew after the game? Did y'all go get dinner or anything like that? Or so, uh, uh, we we pretty much had a little family get together, man. Uh, nothing too big. We all met outside the hotel. He decided to stay in, and you know, we sat and talked and uh, brought up a few things. You know, what I'm saying, saying stuff about folks coming out to visit and things like that. Uh, but yeah, we we kicked it for at least a good hour, hour and a half outside the uh, hotel, just shooting shit. Uh, but everybody kind of looked over at him, and was like, "Yeah, you look like you're hurting." Yeah. I <laughs> and mean, he, he stayed just came through a battle, you know. <laughs> I was gonna say he he stayed in the suburb next to Arlington Heights, so you understand how far that drive was, right? So. Uh, he kind of, we kind of all kind of looked at him. It was like, hey man, you need to go ahead and get home, and you know what I'm saying, getting a getting an ice bath or something, brother. You look, you he, you know how big Cuz is. He walking yeah. like this, he's stiff. Like, you know, <laughs> hey man, go go home, <laughs> go home, man. But uh, he he was enjoying it, man. He told me a few other things, man. I and I'll let y'all boys know a couple of those things when we get off, uh, you know, what I'm saying off record with that. Just oh, to, okay, just okay. Little, I mean, ain't nothing too crazy. It's just it was just some things. I was like, oh, for real. And you just like, yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> well, you did because the first thing I asked when I saw you with Braxton Jones was like, how's his neck? Because I didn't see a brace oh, or anything. And, yeah. and you dropped the tip like he said he's good to go. And then a couple of days later, it comes out that they pulled him off IR. So I was yeah, like, man. I knew that. Was I forgot about that part. So, yeah. <laughs> when I realized who it was, I walked up on him. Hey, man, I get the pick or whatever. Oh, of course. Like every, everybody was, was very accommodating. Nobody was kind of like, hey, man, I'm stuck up. No, everybody was like, all right, cool. Yeah. And then it's like, who are you? I'm Andrew Cut. Oh, okay, okay. So you be all right, cool. Uh, <laughs> so Braxton and me, man, we you know what I'm saying we dapped up in the dude's monster of a man. Dude's huge. Uh I made me look like a kid. <laughs> so we take the picture and I kind of look over. I'm like, hey man, that's how you feeling, brother. I was like, you feeling better? And he oh hell yeah, man. I'm I'm ready to go, man. I'm feeling nice. good. Hey, good shit. We need yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> we need you. Yeah, because Larry Borum, uh, I mean, shout out to him for stepping in when we needed him, but uh, uh we definitely need to upgrade at that position, especially <laughs> today. I mean, hopefully, yes, Darnell Wright's shoulders okay. I saw some tape where it looked like he was literally playing one armed against Max Crosby and and holding his damn own like that. That yes, shit was insane to me. That um, that needs to be brought up today. That yeah, well, Lord, I have mean, mercy. Yeah, that I, man. I guess, we can get right into last week's oh, yeah. game and talk a little bit about the actual game itself. I mean, not just not just all the activities that we did before, um, but uh, I mean they 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 came in with a plan to run the ball 
and they did so. And Cole Komet said something on CHGO that like the game plan originally, they were planning on throwing it around a little bit, but when they got out there, it seemed like the Raiders just didn't want to be there. Like he said, once we started gashing them for runs, they all just kind of quit. So we were like, we'll just keep doing this until y'all stop it. And they couldn't stop it. Deontay Foreman had a damn hat trick, you know, he scored three times. That was amazing. We thought DJ Moore scored right in front of us, but he stepped out. And Mallory's got that video. I think she put it up where me and KB start singing "Go DJ" after he, after we thought he scored. That was uh that was an amazing amazing thing. But uh, I mean, the the game plan was show up, hit them in the mouth, and see what they do to react. And it seemed it seemed like the Raiders didn't want to be there. Now you were you were facing Brian Horrier, I guess, and uh and and we took advantage of them having a backup quarterback and uh, Jalen Johnson got a couple of picks, but like the defense, this defense is quietly starting to play really, really well. Um, And I have been a component of wanting an offensive minded head coach, but if the defense continues to play this way and we continue to win games, uh, I think Eberflus is going to be sticking around, and I don't know how to feel about it. Uh, Chris, can you tell me about some things that you saw in the game? Um, did you were you on the field the entire game, or did you had to go back up to a seat during the game? No, no. Unfortunately, my stardom didn't stretch that far. I had to go uh, back to the seats. But I had really good seats for Foster. We were sort of looking down on the forty-yard line, but we were quite we were really high up. That was really funny actually because we were so high up. There were like people because there were like loads of steps to get up, and I was just watching people like literally one guy nearly collapse, and the paramedics had to give him oxygen. Wow. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake, man, that's a bit extreme. But um, regarding the game, um, I thought his running gear were absolutely amazing, which we needed to take pressure off uh, Bergen. I think the, the, the passing gear for Bergen obviously they wanted him to get the ball out of his hands. I still think, even even with Bajan, I still think the offense was it's very horizontal. Uh, we, see, uh, you know, we still see it was doing far too many screens. Uh, we see, like, even some of the running players, they're not sort of up the gut or the sit, they sort of always sort of wide zone sort of runs. Um, but I think the defense, man, especially a uh, friend of the show, Andrew Billings, the defensive line, especially in the middle, I think we're, we're fifth in run defense now in the league. And you think how poor you are at the start of the season, how much you know them guys have got into the scheme and improved. And I think the defense overall in the last couple of games has played really well. They played really well against the Vikings. It was just the offense what sucked. But yeah. it just sort of makes you think, well, is that gets his real offensive plan? Is that how he really wants to do it? And it feels like he can't do that with just in fields. Uh, but I mean, I thought Bajan played really well. Um, I mean, I'm not really getting sucked into that sort of. You know, Bajan's better than Fields or Fields. I is agree. Better. Yeah, they. Uh, he's efficient, but it's not like he's doing anything to no. to crown him, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, to me, I just support whoever's whoever's dressed as the Bears quarterback. They get my full support. So whoever playing best, I bothered. You know, if it's Braxton Jones playing at bloody quarterback, if he plays well, who <laughs> cares? You know what I mean? But um, I thought special teams played well. Uh, I thought the running backs were phenomenal. I think really, you know, I think he needs to calm down on this hurdling business because he did get injured. <laughs> the we know yeah, the, the first one, the first one he got caught. I know. Yeah. Like, and the thing as well is, when I were down on the field, the field is really hard. I thought oh, yeah. that 
give to it because, like, especially like on soccer fields, especially like you know top flight, they have, like, they have a little bit of a spring to the field. But that were really, really like hard, compact field. And I'm quite surprised, but I think overall, I think the Raiders were absolutely terrible. Uh, I mean, they're quarterback, are you? For fuck's sake, mate! I could play better than him, and I'm shit. And well, uh, hasn't won a game since he played for us. I didn't know that I, until. I, 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 I don't think he's. I don't think he's won a game since he lost his hair, and that's been years ago. <laughs> and he was just terrible. And like they've had, I thought, but then again, I thought our defensive backs played really well, you know, against Adams. I mean, you know, you could tell he would get a bit frustrated halfway through the game. But yeah. um, it was a game. It was a game where I thought we might sneak it, but um, I just think the Raiders were really, really bad as well. <laughs> really, really bad. Yeah, Jordan, what did you see? Um at home being able to see and, and hear the commentators talk about certain things that we may have missed live. Uh, wh what did you see from the game last week? And uh, do you think that maybe that's the game plan as long as Bajan's in there? Yeah, no, I, I, good question, AC. I think to me, uh, it looked exactly like what you guys saw on the field. I think the bears handled business. They uh, kind of gave a bludgeoning to the, the raid, the helpless Raiders. And I, I, you know, it's, it's an interesting game. I, I don't necessarily know how much I agree with Josh McDaniels and the way that he operates that team. And I mean, no surprise it didn't look very good 10 years ago at Denver, but I mean, just a good example is like Brian Hoyer. I don't, I don't know if people remember this. Brian Hoyer retired and yeah. then was rumored to be like kind of coaching Mac Jones in new England before they brought him back as a third string quarterback, never to really play, but just to coach up Mac Jones. And then of course, you know, you have uh McDaniels taking him over to Las Vegas, but I don't know why that's your decision to play quarterback when I, you got Aiden O'Connell there and I'm not telling you right, Aiden O'Connell right. is anything special but I mean it's not like the Bears have a killer defense it's not like you know Justin Fields is shredding you up and you're gonna put have to put up 40 points and then I just felt bad for the kid too because they ended up putting him in so late where he looked lost like how am I supposed to get out of this and I mean there's just so many little nuggets it's amazing to me that Max Crosby is one of the most slept on defensive players in the league week to week he's phenomenal he's a game wrecker he's a pain in the ass how your right tackle with one arm is able to block them is beyond me, but I'll take it. Um, it should, should seem physically impossible. And the fact that Darnell Wright's doing it is, I mean, God, dog. Uh, you know, running backs are good. I mean, this is – I don't know if we should be surprised by Dante Foreman. Deontay Foreman, yeah. I'm like, I'm sitting here looking at him like he's he's a hard runner. This is – I mean, and I know KB and I have been on this point. Not that you AC or Chris haven't been, but, you know, this is why we've been talking about, like, it sure would be nice to get your heavy hitters, those – hard runners, those people that are going to bulldoze and beat down the defense, and then you hit them with a Khalil Herbert or somebody faster. And yeah. I think you saw a lot of the benefit of that. And, I mean, we're going to see how much it, it plays tonight. I don't know if Roshan – Roshan's back, but we're going to see how much he actually gets played because I think – I'm look, man, it's a merit league. I, I, you, you know how much I love Roshan. I think Roshan's probably the best, most complete back on the roster. But after what Foreman did, I think you got to give that man lead carries this week. I mean, it's – it's going to be yeah. interesting. So, yeah, and the last part is I just I, – I mean, we'll talk plenty about Tyson Bajan in this, you know, Chargers game matchup. But uh, I think to Chris's point, I thought the offense looked – I don't think they did anything. You know, there's a lot of talk about it. Are they going to call it differently for Bajan? Are they going to call it more advantageously? I don't think it was really called any any different. Uh, they called the complete game as far as trying to protect their quarterback and do what's right for their quarterback. I guess if you want to say they didn't do that for Justin Fields, I would I would agree. But I also think, to be fair, Justin Fields is a supremely talented quarterback, and I would hope that my coaching staff isn't telling my quarterback. There's a fine balance, of course. I'm not asking, like, hey, man, go throw the ball 50 times a game, win us the ball game. 
But I also don't think that I would ever want to see Justin Fields saddled down in a situation where it's like, hey, man, you're going to have 15 throws a game. Don't make any mistakes. Right. Just, and that's always been – I mean, and this is – I mean, we can – this is a little bit of a deeper conversation. We don't have to go all the way into it. But that, to me, is the fundamental issue and why I know, AC, you love this offense. It's why I absolutely fucking abhor and hate this offense. Um, and really, it's because this is inherently – there's no surprise to me why Tyson Bajant looks better than Justin Fields. And it's because at the end of the day, this offense is all about the offensive coordinator playing Madden on the sticks and asking the QB to execute and operate the way that the offensive coordinator thinks it should be handled. And so the moment that you try to insert any type of supremely talented, creative quarterback that wants to play his way, that doesn't operate like a robot, you get a disconnect. And sure enough, Tyson Bajan comes into the game. He may not be the most supremely talented kid, but he's got enough in each department. And he understands his role. He's an undrafted free agent, knows he's not going to fight back, argue, just run the play, execute it the way it's supposed to. And what does that do for Luke Getze? Makes him happier than a pig in shit. So it's, you know, it's, it's, this is what it is, but uh, it was a good game. I'm happy to see uh, my best friend's a Raiders fan. And it was nice to be able to razz him because I was at the Vegas game last two Justin Fields rookie year when uh, they won against the Raiders too. And I was like, man, it's look the bears. You'll, you'll know how I feel about the bears. The bears are, they are a work in progress. They're not the greatest franchise. But it's it's a special feeling when you're like, man, at least we're not the dog shit that the Raiders are. Like, right, right. It's it's something yeah. else. So. I mean, their their fans though. That's another thing that Mallory noticed. Like, she didn't realize that Raiders fans like paint their face and do mm-hmm. all the all the they go above and beyond. Like, there was a dude out there dressed as a Power Ranger. I don't know if he got on TV or anything. But Power was... Ranger. We had a Rhino. We had uh, was it a wolf? Was that what they the third had... one was? But yo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were wild, but I mean, before the game, they was they was. Wild. Oh, they were definitely wild before the game. I'm curious uh, though for just a real quick question because as somebody who went to Allegiant when the Bears went there, it was no joke. I was I was razzing my friend, going like, "Hey man, this is a Bears game. Like Bears tra- Bears fans travel heavy. We own Allegiant. This is you know Bears West. And I expect that tonight too. So is going to be. I swear to God, it's going to be ridiculous. There's going to be no no Chargers fans. How was the Raiders fan base at in Chicago? Did they travel well? I hear they travel well. They, they did. They, there was more there than I expected to see as yeah. we were walking into the stadium. But once we got in, we started seeing like there was one dude that had the full trench coat, top hat. Oh yeah, like that dude. voodoo guy, and he just kept doing Raiders. Like you could you would hear that. <laughs> Echoing through the freaking uh, thing out out in the, the tunnel, yeah. Corridor, it was it was crazy. They they, they, they had a legit up. they had legit energy before the game. It, it they you can literally hear the like the cheers and the the cries of the, the Raiders chant that bullshit that of dudes walking around doing like all over. I'm I'm sitting around like, bro, we had a Bears game in Chicago. Like, what are we what are we doing? Yeah, but. Oh yeah, they they travel well. Uh, for the most part, a lot of their fans was cool as shit. I don't yeah. know if it's because they were in Chicago and they were like, "Shit, we know shit goes down here." But uh, <laughs> we, we did have a moment where I looked up and I said, "Hey, we finna be on YouTube." <laughs> <laughs> so a, fa- a a female got to fight with a Bears fan female <laughs> a few a few rows down from us. Oh, and I saw I, that as we were leaving. They were like, like oh, back and forth. That's right. You left before it happened. 
Well, uh, it was, I, yeah. I saw her turn around and she said she said something about shut up, bitch, something. I don't know. Watch yes. out, bitch, or something. I don't know. Yes. And then the other woman just kept walking up the thing. And I was like, I left. As as we were leaving is when Jalen Johnson made the pick six. Like, yep. I saw that in the tunnel as I was as I was leaving because I had a freaking half-hour walk back to the vehicle. And then we went right. and got pizza and, and all kinds right. <laughs> But uh, so they actually they, they kicked that woman out? or Oh, bro. So – I was gonna say just a little bit of a aside here. She uh she gets in the girl's face. You can see she's trying to fight whoever the dude is that was with her. He was a Bears fan. I think it might have been her boyfriend or whatever the case the case was. But she goes over, she tries to fight the girl, and you can see the dude just holding on to her and trying to drag her back. And I'm sitting, I'm sitting in my <laughs> in the seat, you know, my big cousin was next to me, and that's when I tapped him. I said, Hey, we finna be on TV. <laughs> 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 he pulls his phone out and starts recording. So the guy gets her pulled back, you know, the stadium security starts to make their way down to her. She kind of chilled out for like a hot second, but then I don't know, somebody said something that ignited her again, but then she tried, she goes up another road and tries to go to somebody else. And it was, it was even funnier because she tried, she had to go across a black couple and you can see the black girl kind of hit her with the stiff arm. <laughs> and I heard her say, I will fuck you up. <laughs> she <her> backs off. <laughs> She's like, I will fuck you up. And then she just like they they kind of escort her up the stairs. She's still talking shit. And I'm just like, bro, I wonder what was said. Because yeah, she know. looks like she was talking shit the whole game. We had we had a few of those, but yeah. That's crazy I, to me. I mean, look, I've been to a bunch of games. I don't think I've yet to see a fight, but I always just laugh when you see like these all-out brawls because they always hit Twitter. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah I, I I get it, but. I don't know, man. Nothing's nothing that serious to fight over. Look, I was I was next to a diehard Cowboys fan in Dallas last year when the Dallas Cowboys were just beating the brakes off the Bears. And I wasn't – I mean, I was even still talking shit with Justin Fields' run-in stuff, but it's never to a point where, I don't know, we're going to fight. I'm just always – Right, fighting. right. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean as, as, as queer from England, you know, I, I'm expecting a bit of violence after the game, so it all seemed quite tame to me. But, I mean, I, I had no issues with anybody – when I was at the ground, I mean, I, I was chatting to some Raiders fans and uh, and all that. So uh, I didn't see any. I didn't, you know, I didn't get an asshole all the time. I was in Chicago, which was cool. Yeah, hey, man. It, it it's the one thing I've noticed about the the couple games that I have been to. Bears fans are very accommodating. Mm. Uh, we can. I might talk shit about the ones that be on Twitter or whatever the media thing is in person. Bear, some of the Bears fans you wanted to are some of the nicest people, man. Uh, out in that South Lot, he went to the bathroom and came back with a jello shot. <laughs> bring that up, bro. Uh, yeah, well, what do you have to do in the bathroom, KB? Hey, man, look, gotta do what you gotta do, bro. So, <laughs> no, we uh, I'm walking past and I literally I look down, and I said, Yeah, you know me, I'm I'm sociable. Ooh, jello shot. So, she was like, Oh, yeah, come get one. I'm gonna get two. What do you mean? <laughs> so I tell I tell AC about it. He was like, "Where?" So he walks. He comes back. He's like, "I didn't see him. I got you." So on the way to the stadium, we walk past her again. I said, "What? You still got some?" She said, "Yeah, get him. Come on, AC." Yeah, <laughs> that was the but first jello shot I had taken in 15 years. <laughs> man, we, we sitting there. We're talking to people next to us. Uh, they 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 playing old school jams, bro. We get to the stadium and it it was 
just comparing the contrast of like the the atmosphere of Cleveland compared to what it was in Chicago, still yeah. fuck Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> just being around those people, even with the Raiders fans around us, nobody was really looking at Raiders fans and down in Raiders fans. It was right. we were having full conversations with people, asking people what's going on with certain players that are not playing. Why? Why we asked multiple Raiders fans, and all of them said the same thing. They don't understand why Aiden O'Connell wasn't playing. Yeah, it doesn't every, make sense. You would, you would think, especially if Josh McDaniels is at this point coaching for his job. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah. this is a guy who I think is the betting favorite to be the first head coach fired. Why would you not at least try to see what you have, like in a young talent? Like we got into this conversation with Fields and Bajent before Fields was even hurt. They were talking about, should we see what we have in Bajan? But, I mean, it, it's – Well, the thing is, Aiden O'Connell did start a game this year. Yeah. He played against the Chargers. And I'm not – look, he was he looked phenomenal in the preseason. And that was why the reasons people were like, hey, let's play some Aiden O'Connell. He did start against the Chargers. Didn't look fantastic. But it was competent. Like, what people don't realize is – and he did. It was his fault he threw an interception to – to uh, Asante Samuel Jr. to lose the game. But they were still in position in the low red zone that had they scored, it's a ball game and they could have won. So, I mean, that to me, AC, is the reason why I'm like, why would you – this is the whole thing too. Like, you can put Peterman – you know what Peterman is. You know what Brian Hoyer is. You don't know what these kids are. Put them in. They're either going to sink or swim. They need experience. There's really no negative reason. To not be playing these young kids, yep. which is exactly and, why Peyton should be starting. I'm glad he is. And yeah. uh, like I said, my you can, the Raiders fans that were there that were around us at least all had the same same idea. Like why why do we have Hoyer playing? Dude, the dude was selling stocks last last week. He's now he's our starting quarterback. We got a we got a young kid on the roster that we don't know what he, what he is. Uh, I do want to toot my own horn a little bit, just a little bit. You know, you remember that one show where. I was like, "There's no way in hell that you stash Bajan." You know, we've been we've been looking for a backup quarterback all this time. We've been looking for a young quarterback all this time. Don't need him to come in and save us. You know, just teach him. So short, short nights to actually have him come in and give us a little hope. <laughs> something. Uh, I, lo- I loved. I'm not, look, I I love Aldo. It's all love. We're here because of Aldo. But like Aldo, you know I gotta poke at you a bit. Aldo was the one that was sitting there in preseason talking about you can cut him and then stash him. It's not a no problem. Way. And I know he looks okay, but it's the preseason and nobody's gonna really claim Bajan. I'm like, I was telling Aldo and everybody was at the time, like, look, man, I even though he's a rookie and everything, but like you don't get competent quarterback play like that in the preseason, and you don't think people are gonna come sniffing around. Like right. I'm telling you, I it's not like I'm not telling you Kyle Shanahan would have taken him off the streets, but I'll tell you what, I've legitimately thought, like, what would this kid do with Kyle Shanahan? Yeah. I, I and that was those weapons. I gotta be honest, like if, like Brock Purdy. People like Brock Purdy, and I like Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy's a good player for the most part. I mean, you know, I'm not telling you he's all-star, but like yeah. I'm not and I'm not I don't hey no, I don't mince words here. Tyson Bajan is a better toolsy quarterback. I'm not telling you fully built, but as far as just the tools that make up a quarterback, I would take, and we're not taking in consideration of his mind or how he sees the game or anything, just the arm, the speed, the size, the build, the confidence. I would take a Tyson Bajan over a Brock Purdy. So I, I just cannot imagine what a guy like Kyle Shanahan would do in that offense with Tyson Bajan. So 
I mean, to your point, KB, the, the general idea that you would have been able to stash him is a joke because it's yeah, not that Kyle that. would have taken him. But I mean, God, I'll tell you what, I'd take Tyson Bajan over over Joshua Dobbs, and that's no disrespect to Joshua Dobbs, but I mean, look, uh, who, who's uh, now? I know it's PJ Walker, and PJ Walker's playing okay for the Browns, but the Browns are in a situation where they're like, look, DTR didn't look right. Deshaun Watson's got a weird situation with his injury. I, you can't tell me that Tyson Bajan wouldn't be a player that that's interesting there. So. Uh, you know, it's it's I get wax poetic about the kid because I, I actually feel pretty strongly about it, and you're gonna hear some of that today about the oh yeah, oh yeah, game. But I think mean, the only thing I'd say what I didn't like about the game was that they didn't let Bajan take the victory kneel. I thought that oh, was yeah, 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 that was order, man. His first NFL victory from you know coming from where he's coming from and his story, and you won't let him take the victory kneel. May add fifty three people oh, in the seats from West. Oh Virginia. yeah. He bought oh, 53 man. tickets. He and played like, for free Sunday. People realize this, AC. That kid, and I'm not, it's not, I'm not joking. It's not exaggeration. That kid has never left the state of West Virginia until he came to Chicago. Yeah. I, and I'm sure maybe, I, you know, it's not like he's my best friend. Maybe he took a, a road trip to somewhere, but as far as like actual college, home growing, it's always been in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And that undrafted free agent is what six games into his rookie year, and he's starting for the Chicago Bears, one of the most historic franchises at Soldier Field. Like, and and didn't look. Here's the thing: I'm not telling you he has to look like a superstar. Oh no, did, he didn't look out. And this is something he didn't he look out of place. But this that's the whole point, KB. This is something the kid has talked about. He had said that when he was in Shepherd, he one of his biggest things he always felt like is. I think I can do it, but what I want to make sure is that when I'm at the senior bowl, when mm-hmm. I'm in the NFL, when I'm in training camp, when I'm in preseason, I want to make sure that I don't look out of place. I don't want to get to the senior bowl and everybody's going, oh, yeah, I mean, he's cool, but, you know, he's been playing against D2s, and so he just doesn't look up to speed. This is an undrafted free agent, and, yeah, I know that's just status. He could have been drafted anywhere, but the kid has never left the D2 area or West Virginia. And he's going yeah. to start for one of 32. And now he looks like he's not out of place. Like ah, It's just, man, I'm telling you, and I, I, I've been hard. I wouldn't say I'm hard on the kid, but I know KB just, just exited. But the whole situation is, and I haven't changed my tune. KB and I were saying very back from the very beginning after that Packers game, and everybody's like, just put the kid in. We had said, I do not think this kid is going to change the outcome. I think that you'd be selling him short. I don't think that uh, he'd do much different than Justin Fields. I stand by a lot of that. But to be fair, he does offer something different than Justin Fields. And all credit to the kid. And it's there's I'm we can talk about, like I said, we're gonna talk about whether he's got a diff, bigger role than just being, you know, QB two, but it's it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we'll go ahead and get into today's game. Then uh, Sunday night football, I'm going to be honest, one of the most exciting things that I'm looking forward to is those Sunday night <clears throat> football intros when you hear Tyson Bajan, Shepherd University, because it's it's we I don't think we've ever seen a D2 quarterback in that position. So for him to be on that stage, on a national stage, where, where even the other players around the league are tuning in to see – all right, what's this kid got? And and I was kind of thinking they might flex this game out, but they kept it in there. So obviously somebody uh, up high in NBC or something is wanting to see something. It's as well. us. It's us. Bears. I mean, look, man, Bears. Bears fans. They they watch. They listen. They tune in. 
you know, you're not flexing out the Bears. Bears are prime time. And that's why, I mean, it's a whole different thing, but like, that's the reason why it's a bummer that the Bears are not better because, and of course, the Bears fan would tell you this, but it's no joke. When the Bears are good, the sport of football is better. Yeah. And I mean, look no further than like, I know that it hasn't happened a lot recently, but when you go back to 2018, that was an incredible season. And it wasn't even just because of the Bears. I'm not telling you like it's like one team leads the show. But it was exciting on a week-to-week basis when, you know, it was the uh, – that was the – is that the Khalil Mack year? I think it was. Yeah, I mean, you had the Khalil Mack Packers game to start the season. That was the that was the Thursday night. Then you had the Rams primetime game in Chicago. Like, I just got to be honest. And, yeah, the scriptwriters are finally on the Bears side. We'll see. <laughs> but it is a better sport and it's a better league when certain teams play better and they're competent. And, of course, it would be easy to say that for anybody. And, like, I'll give you an example. I love the Titans. I think they're a fun team. Nobody gives a fuck if the Titans are good. I'm just being honest. I'll be, like, I'll Titans, be watching the Titans today at 1 o'clock because like, Will saying, like, is making his first NFL start today. Yeah. Look, look mm-hmm. and I like – you know how much I like the way that team's built and everything. I like the Titans. But if the Titans were 13-3, and three, it's cool. It's fun. But it's not like a national – it's not a right. national story. And, yeah. So yeah, there's no chance of hell they were flexing out the Bears. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know KB kept saying during the game, like, they're just not letting this kid go down the field. It's all, like like Chris said, too, all horizontal and and running the ball. I'm, I kind of hope that they try to go down the field today because the Chargers defense is dead last against the pass. So we've got to get these guys involved. It seems like he's already got a connection with DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore just has that ability within himself to just show up and make chemistry with a quarterback. He's played with 12 of them in Carolina, and then now he's had two of them here, and and the guy just produces. Um, So hopefully that that continues, and hopefully that's part of the game plan. Absolutely run the ball. Absolutely. Um, Get those pass rushers thinking about, because you got Mac and Bosa, uh, people are saying in the chat that Bosa may be out. I, I have no idea. I haven't looked at an injury report. I mean, um, but Bosa's it, a part-time player. I mean, anybody that watches Joey <laughs> Bosa, he's not. And I, I mean that respectfully. I liked Joey Bosa coming out. He is not, I, I, and he'll tell you. I mean, he said it in interviews. He's, injuries have wrecked his career, and it's a real hmm. bummer. But he is not. He's getting paid a fuck ton of money, and he's not a productive player. And like I said, it's not like I wish. Oh, we're playing. I want the best Chargers team to play tonight, but. He's not that dude anymore, and it's a bummer. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just – I think game planning-wise, you have to run the ball so that they're not just pinning their ears back and coming at, at Tyson Bajan, especially if Wright's not 100% and, uh, and and you got Braxton coming back from injury this week. So you 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 got to – you got to have a good game plan. But I'm hoping that they put the ball in the field a little bit uh, KB, what what are um, what 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 are you watching for tonight? What do you think the game plan should be or will be? The game plan shouldn't change from what it was. Uh, mainly, okay, it should be primarily we're getting off the bus and Foreman is running the ball down people's throats. You use him as the battering ram, and then you put the finesse of Darren to Evans and having him, you know, saying get some of these bigger chunk runs because he's the he's the elusive back. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, very I'm very happy we got Darrington Evans back. I was a Darrington Evans fan. He's a good guy. Uh, 
that being said, they're gonna have to. It's going to me. It's gonna have to be the same game plan. Whether Joey Bosa is in there or not, you still got that kid from USC that's uh, coming off the edge yeah, who's really. who is relentless. Uh, you're gonna have Khalil Mack. Uh, there might I'm, I've seen a couple rumors in the chat that Darnell Wright might be out. Uh, I don't even know who the hell the backup right tackle is. I guess it would be Borum. <laughs> well, if, if Braxton's playing, it'd be Borum, but it, if, otherwise it'd be Aviante Collins, I believe is okay. the name. Yeah. So, I mean, you, your game plan has to be be very similar to the Raiders. Uh, well, run the ball. In your, in your defense, though, what I saw in the chat was Camelton Inspector was the one that said that uh, oh, Wright yeah. is out, and he also said that Braxton is out, and I don't know where he's getting his information from, but you talked to Braxton himself and he was ready to yeah. come back. So, I mean, <laughs> but, uh, just saying, uh, you, you have, you have to get off of that same mentality. What I need to see this time, though, I need to see a stretch to stretch the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you have an effective running game like that, the play action is naturally going to be there. They're going to, they're going to come in because like everybody, they're going to think this kid can't throw the damn ball down the field. So, it's going to have to be there eventually. You're going to have to do it. I'm, we're going to have to see shots taken. And that's how you lighten the box. Take a couple deep shots. Hey, you know what? They're they're trying to go deep. We should probably back off a little bit, whether mm-hmm. they're called or not. You know what I'm saying? Loosen up the box. Uh, I just I want to see him keep playing the rhythm. I don't – I'm one of the folks – I don't need Tyson Bates to come in and be Superman. I don't care to see it. I want him to play good. I want him to play within whatever this system is. Just stay on schedule the way that you did when you played against the Raiders. You don't have to come in. You don't have to win the game. Just come in and manage the ship. Uh, I, I believe that his his style of game, his his game style plays perfectly into whatever Getsy is wanting to do because you see the kid is very – very methodical. Oh, I'm getting the ball out. I'm getting the ball out. I'm getting the ball out. He seems to know where the checkdowns are, so you know he's in the he's in the playbook. He's he's knowing where his assignments are. So just stay in that, and I'm fine. Uh, as far as the defense, man, you have to get pressure on her. That that is that is key. That's number one. Yeah. Uh, you you absolutely have to frazzle him. The boy has weapons all over the field. You got Mike Williams. You got Keenan Allen. You got the wide receiver they drafted. I don't know if he's playing or not. I'm just saying, throwing his name out there because that to me is still a weapon. But we're talking, we're talking about the big dude out of TCU that reminds me like that. Yeah. So you you have to get pressure on him. Uh, Austin Eckler, if he is playing, he's still a, a weapon out of the backfield. Uh, very elusive, very hard to bring down. I'm confident and, in our ability to stop them running, but. If you remember back to week one, the Packers, the way they uh, attacked us was with Aaron Jones. Right, exactly. I think that's a bigger issue to me anyway. Yeah, so that's those are things I'm looking for, man. Uh, I I said this to one another show uh, a few shows back. It seems to be that the defense is starting to round out to kind of be what Ibraflus is wanting it to be. Uh, yeah, they haven't played any high-powered offenses. Really, I mean, the, the Vikings game, you can kind of go for whatever you're going for. Uh, but I said it. I said sneakily, this this defense is playing very well. 
especially mm-hmm. in first halves. You got three points. You got six points. I do, didn't. Do we black the Raiders in the first half, or did they get a field goal? They scored early. Um, they got yeah. the first field goal, and then we scored right back on them, I believe. And then they went down. They missed the opening field goal. They missed, Remember? They missed, they missed, they missed the one. field goal. Yeah. So um, we didn't blank them, but uh, the defense was and, – and it was obvious early at least that they were trying to force it to Devontae Adams. Um, yeah. And they just got away from it for some reason. I don't it, know. Miss <laughs> Jalen Johnson put the clamps on that ass. And I, I mean that with all due respect. to uh, Devontae Adams is still sweet as hell. But yeah, Jalen Johnson was a different player. So my thing with that is you're starting to see the mechanics of this defense, everything start to play in. Yeah, we hate it. It's annoying. You got you yeah, you're getting nickel and dime down the field, and you're you're pretty much going off of hey, maybe we get a sack or maybe we get a turnover. They're starting to get better on third down. It yeah. is a statistical fact. People can check it all you want. They're getting better on on third third downs. So I got the injury report pulled up because oh, go I was starting to worry about it. It's um, just Smith, right? And then it's Smith. Well, as, of, as of right now, you got Jaquan Brisker out, Nate Davis out, Justin Fields out, Eddie Jackson and Dan Feeney are questionable, Roshan Johnson, Braxton Jones, Khalid Kareem, and Darnell Wright. They have a dash, which means they did not participate, but they're questionable. Um, and – and Terrell Smith is out. So you're still um a little a little light in the secondary. I think I think Darnell. Oh, Darnell was a full participant. So Braxton was limited participant. Uh I think Darnell goes. I think he's good to go. I think the biggest thing for him was to be able to rest up, you know, and yeah. watch tape. Uh he doesn't necessarily have to hit people all week long in practice to be ready to to play. You know, I I think his biggest thing is up, up here. What's what's Mac? How is Mac gonna try and attack me? How is if Bosa's on that side? How is he gonna try and attack me? And and what are my counters? Um, yep. Now, if he can't move his left arm, then that's a freaking issue. But he was a full participant in practice yesterday. I don't think they would let him participate with one arm. I just right. I, I mean, I'll I tell you, I'm, I, and we don't have to get totally into it. I am so excited to see what that kid becomes. And this is not even, yeah. Yeah. y'all know me. Like, I was not the highest on Darnell Wright. And I'm still. You're Dwan Jones. Hey, man, like, I sit, and I sit highly on my throne about Dwan Jones. Yeah. Dwan Jones that would is be. the fucking rookie tackle of the league. Put some respect hey, on my goddamn name, and I mean that shit. <laughs> we could have, both, we could have both of them, man. No, and I'm, gonna be, I'm, I'm like, like, hey, man, don't you. You fucking hold my dog water when we talk about Jordan's evaluations because I said Dewan Jones was the best fucking tackle in the league, and he is. By far, without a doubt, No, like, hey, it's the rookie team. Dewan Jones is the first tackle you're taking, and I put my name on that. But, but Darnell Wright is a fucking dog, and I am so excited to see because you're seeing the rookie. And this is the whole thing about Javon Dexter. It's about any of them. Rookies are rookies. They're like, they're going to make mistakes. They're learning. Mm-hmm. They're trying to catch up to the speed. I am so excited. It's just going to take patience to see what Darnell Wright looks like in year two, year three, year five. Because I'm just like, man, it, I, I, I just I want to see it. I'm intrigued. You've got my attention. I saw you block a dude with one hand, with one arm. Right. Like, what is it? Because, I I mean, I like O-line. I like all player positions, but I like line play. And if you're telling me you got, like, the next Lane Johnson, like, that is – yeah, that's something special. I mean, Matthew Fochizi says that he thinks Mac's going to go off tonight. Uh, the only game that Mac 
and and I love Mac. I still got his jersey hanging in my closet, but he has, I believe, six sacks, seven sacks on the season, but he had five or six of those in that one game against Aiden O'Connell. He went nuts in that game. Other than that, he hasn't done like – it was almost like he was with us year one. You know, he has games where he shows up and takes over, and then he has games where he disappears. And I, after last week watching him against Max Crosby, and to your point, Jordan, I have 100% faith in Darnell Wright's abilities. And shout out to Ryan Poles for, for making that draft pick. I know a lot of people still wish we had Jalen Carter on this team instead of him, but I think if you didn't have Darnell Wright, this season is completely, completely different. I mean, with all the movement that we've had along this offensive line, he's been the consistent I'm the right tackle. Like we've had Tevin Jenkins switching from side to side, going from guard to tackle. You've had Cody Whitehair going from guard to center back to guard. You've had uh, Lucas Patrick in and out of the lineup, and and you just all you always have Darnell Wright on the right side. I mean that's uh, he's and he's held his own. I, I don't know how anyone can. Uh, yeah, he's had some struggles, him. but like to your point, AC, he's had some struggles against some good pass rushers, and this is a reason why. I mean, I hear George Berlissimo in the chat. I know he was the highest on Darnell Wright, called him to the Bears months before, and I'm happy for all that. Mm-hmm. It's why he wasn't my top tackle. He's had some struggles, but the the clearest day comparison is watching Braxton Jones as a rookie, and Braxton Jones held up okay for a fifth rounder doing all the context rules, but as a starting left tackle as a rookie compared to the starting right tackle rookie that you have this year. They've both had issues and flaws, but it's very clear who is like, oh, wow, that's a different level that Darnell Wright is playing at than what Braxton Jones was playing at last year. And so, I mean, to me, that's – I'm sure I'm sure Ryan Poles is, like, smiling ear to ear because I, I, I imagine when you make any selection, you're just like, I'm hoping that works out. I hope he doesn't get arrested. I hope he's doing the right things. I hope he plays well. I hope it becomes a multi-year extension. And it's only six, seven games through, but I would have to imagine that front office, Ryan Poles included, is smiling, you know, ear to ear um, with the Glasgow smile, the Joker smile, just over the fact that, like, Darnell Wright is making it work. Yeah. Chris, what are you watching for today in this game against the Chargers? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I agree with a lot of what KB said, Real. I think the offense scheme is going to be very similar to, to what we played last week. Um, I hope we can sort of get the running game going like we did last week as well. Uh, but I do feel like we do need to sort of be a bit more sort of vertical with the passing just so we don't get too sort of repetitive in the play calling. I actually think our sort of screens might actually work into charge because I do believe they're sort of quite weak against uh, defending the screen pass. Um, regarding the defence, I think really if, if we can take away their running game, it's all going to be on Herbert, who is an absolute amazing quarterback. But for some reason, it's just not clicked. I mean, I can't remember if he's, if he's picked up an injury earlier this year. I think he might have hurt his hand. He has, a, he has an injury on his non-throwing hand, which is really right. only affecting him on handoffs. But right. uh, the last few games, like, they've put the ball in his hands to win games, and, and he's done the opposite. He's thrown interceptions, which, uh, I, I mean, maybe maybe Jalen Johnson gets him another one today and tries to keep pushing for that contract. I don't know. <laughs> So, so, mate. But I mean, I think I think um, the charge is going to be a, a, a level up from what we played against the Raiders last week. Absolutely, the overall team. I just felt I think the Raiders were just piss poor throughout throughout the three parts of the squad. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just sort of 
No, I'm not overly fussed about Eddie Jackson playing really. I, to be honest, I don't, I don't think he's really been that missed this season. And when he did come on, I think Eddie Jackson's on his way out of town. I, do, I, do, just, I really do. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think I think this will be his last year. Uh, but I, I think I think I think the Bears could definitely compete against the Chargers. We can stop their pass rush like we did last last week against the Raiders. That'll give Bears a lot of time. You know, make sure he gets the ball out of his hands quick. But uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I think this will be a bigger test for the the squad compared to last week. Go ahead, KB. You look like you wanted to hop in there. Yeah, I, just, I just wanted to chime in on the Eddie Jackson thing because you you remember when we were sitting in the stands and I I brought up uh, my boy Hicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just like, man, I was like, he he has been playing admirably. You know, what I'm saying at this free safety position, uh, we ain't really missing Eddie. Yeah, I, it's tough to say because he's been such a mainstay with the team, but at a certain point, the old guard does get phased out. Uh, and to me, you got to – I don't want to say you got to start looking to get rid of him, but, I mean, in the in the best interest of him, you have to take age into factor, contract. That's maybe it time. is time to – you know what I'm saying? Maybe it is time to send him somewhere where maybe he can compete because he's been with this team for – while it was in the dumps, we had the high point, but then back in the dumps. Uh, to see if you can send this man to a team that he can possibly go compete with to maybe get, you know what I'm saying, just have playoff appearances at this point. Uh, Eddie's a hell of a player. We love him here. But the fact of the matter is, brother, you, you've you been more hurt than you've been on the field. Right. Uh, even when you're on the field now, I mean, it is what it is. Ball production isn't there, and that's a problem. And that's been, yeah. that's a problem just in general with a lot of this defense over the past few years is the ball production isn't there. And I mean, yeah, you can't, so. can't, can't have a ball-hawking free safety that goes sideline to sideline, but he's not hawking balls. Like that just right. doesn't. That the problem. Well, it's not only Hicks that has to step up today. Um, with Brisker out, you're gonna have two. Uh, I don't. I don't even know who the other safety the is. I know we grabbed the guy from. Well, I would that? actually think it's probably is it AJ Thomas is still on the roster. They have him. Yeah, I was gonna say AJ Thomas or they they did pick up Deron Herman. Yeah, Herman. Deron Herman maybe. So maybe. I don't. Know. I, I, I would love to watch. I mean, yeah, Brisker's, Brisker's a tough case too. I love I love Brisker. It was my favorite pick from that class, but uh, he's even struggled some. And I, oh he's yeah, not, he's Definitely. not been what he's not been what we need to be. So I mean, and like I said, I actually don't think that's the player. I think that's the dysfunctional, archaic ass system that they're in. But yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's struggling. I agree. Um, so I'm just trying to think of what uh, Roshan Johnson coming back today. I am excited to see him come back. Just. Yeah. Hope he doesn't get hurt again because the way he, his the way he runs it's inducive to injuries. I mean, he puts his head out there and 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 I love that. I love seeing that. But I don't know if you gentlemen remember, and I mean, maybe I'll have to find it in old show clip it out. But you guys, you I mean, you always remember asking me like, "Hey, I I know you love Roshan as your favorite pick of the class." The only negative I really had to say about Roshan, not that he's a perfect player, but I feel like you guys remember me saying this as like. He runs hard and that's appreciated, but he runs himself into big hits. And he yeah. doesn't, and he takes a lot of punch. I think I remember saying that shit. Yeah. And <laughs> it's I love it. It's who he is. But it was a legitimate concern of mine at Texas when I was watching him in a limit because it works if you're in a limited workload. But he was just running into dudes. Like I invite the the, the tackle and I appreciate that mindset, but it's a different league at a different speed, and every you play a car crash position. 
I do not need you welcoming more car crashes. And unfortunately, yeah. all due respect to the kid, I still love him. He's shown nothing no different from that. And I hope I hope this is a learning lesson for him. Because, and I mean, it's not like it's a joke. The guy had a concussion. I hope his head, his brain, everything's okay. But, you know, it's a real situation where I hope you learn something from this because I appreciate your machissimo to sit out there and try to just bang heads with people. But play smart. You're a valuable player to this team. You can make big plays, but you do not need to sit there and invite everybody to take a shot at your head, at your shoulders, at your knees. It's just not worth it. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, as, just, just talking about as well, Jordan, his, his actual natural running style is quite – vertical when he runs through the line as well mm -hmm. so he's, he's making himself a big target for, for the linebackers to hit um, and maybe just needs to drop a shoulder or just make a little bit of a move to see taking a full impact but no i completely agree with that jordan yeah no it's it's uh like i said i love love the draft pick love the kid still think like i said i told everybody here i would have started him from week one but uh, <laughs> needs to run a little a little more careful yeah yeah, I know. I was just looking up some stats because I think Cole Komet could have a game today if they focus on him. Um, I looked up the uh, Chargers versus tight ends, and when the Vikings played them, they used Hawkinson a lot. They went to him early and often. Uh, I think he had – I was just looking at it – almost 100 yards and a touchdown. Of course, Travis Kelsey went off on him because that's just what Travis Kelsey does. Uh, I think if – if you were if you run the ball, work some play action, give Bajan some something down the field. That's my biggest that's my biggest concern is that there's nothing down the field. And, and like I said, KB said it in the stands, you know, they're just they're just not letting him go downfield. They were it was all screens and slants and reverses and everything, like you said too, Chris, everything was horizontal. Like let's let's get vertical on this team. Um, and, and make them beat us. Um, someone was mentioning Strowman in the in the chat. I know I'm going off on a bunch of different tangents here. Um, with Terrell Smith out, I mean, you got Kyler Gordon, but Greg Strowman had that great game against Washington, and then we just haven't seen him. I would – I kind of wish I, – I wouldn't mind seeing him at safety. I mean, I don't know what his tackling is or anything like that, but I mean, the guy, I mean, he took the ball away. Uh, he did well on the blitz, but we haven't seen him since Washington because Kyler came back and Jalen came back. So he's kind of been pushed back down that depth chart. Um, do you guys think maybe Strowman could be in for a position change or? I don't think so, but I would tell, I'll tell you what, I just, how about we, we, we run a little something other than nickel or base and maybe you deploy some dime and maybe your dime <laughs> quarterback and Greg Storman gets on the field, but that's crazy I, talk, Jordan. <laughs> I, mean, I know it's like, man, it's that's, that's fifth dimensional football that we're talking about. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Are you talking personnel changes? We didn't do that back in 2002. Like, <laughs> fuck man. Like it's, it's fine. I, 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 you said something earlier, AC about like, will he, if they keep what it will he keep his job. I, I like I said, I've said from the beginning, I think he's a good guy. He's probably the, a very nice man. And I'm sure George McCaskey has no reason to ever want him. He wants his, his cash to work out. So I'm sure they'd love to keep Matty Bafus. But I mean, I'm sorry. I, you guys can save this clip it rubbing in my face when they win a Super Bowl with Matty Bafus. But like, I just ripped the band aid off. It's not going to yeah. work. It's not. Yeah. Like, and, and as much as we like Bajan and Roshan, I still think this thing that I still have stands up, which is. I haven't seen any players under this staff, and it's only been a year and a half, but I haven't seen any players under this staff truly develop. And I know we can talk about the Darnell Wright. Like, 
and let me put my little qualifiers on that. As a rookie, when you come in, you are still relatively fresh. You don't have any bad habits instilled. You don't really know what's right and what's wrong. So as a rookie, I kind of give you a pass. Like, I don't think that the opportunity to screw you up has happened yet. But even call it three quarters through a season, halfway through a season, even if you want to call it now, what player have you seen under this staff truly improve and develop? Mm. I can't I'm, – I'm, I'm trying to be generous here. Like, I guess you could say Kyler Gordon. But I don't. I th- I feel like my grade on Kyler Gordon is incomplete. I haven't quite seen enough yet to say. Oh, he's definitely took the turn for the better. Jaquan Briskers looked bad. It, it's he's. It's not like he's the worst safety, but he has not lived up to what he's he's been. And right. uh, who else? I mean, Braxton's okay, but I I don't think Braxton is definitively improved, and he's kind of an incomplete since he had injuries in his first you know game or so. Maybe who Jack Sanborn. Maybe I mean, Jackson. Undrafted free agent linebacker. He comes in. Yeah, and, maybe. And maybe that was just him. Maybe he was just overlooked in the draft process. But. And they're still overlooking him. It's not like he's playing a ton. And when he does play, he right. makes plays. But you know, it's that's what I'm saying. I just, I, I have no. I hope he he makes millions on the job. But I just don't think it's, I don't think it's for him, man. And yeah, I mean, you you know, you know, man. I, I, I don't trust. Eberflus. I didn't like the hire when they made it. I talked to Danny Shimon about this last Saturday. I didn't like the hire when they made it. Why? The the entire league is going with an offensive mind, and we try to zig when the whole league is trying to zag and, and trying to outsmart them when we go with the defensive coordinator. And these players are playing hard for him. KB, you saw it in the locker room. These guys like Eberflus. They're playing hard for him. But I just don't like his scheme, and I feel like – a guy like Harbaugh, they would play hard for. Or, I mean, just give me. What's your just, point? If they were, if they were going to zag, how about you zag and go get like an actual unique unicorn defensive coordinator? And no. obviously, I'm saying Brian Flores, but there's it's not just him. There are other defensive coordinator options right. that you didn't you didn't have to go back and pick through the record books to find 2004 defense and try to revive that. But I mean, it's it's fine. Yeah. Um, and with all the things going on with Harbaugh at Michigan now, with the the sign stealing and and uh, had a cheeseburger with a with a recruit in the off season, apparently that's an issue. I think Harbaugh himself is just about done See, with dealing nobody, with the NCAA. He wouldn't have to worry about that anymore. Nobody talks about that though. And it, look, I think y'all fellows know. I mean, I guess I love Brian Flores, but I I love Jim Harbaugh. I would love nothing more than to have Jim here. And I've said it would only last a few years because he's just a nightmare to deal with. But from ever all accounts. He has been actively, and there's well-written reports on it, he's been trying to leave college for the last few seasons. Mm-hmm. And every time he goes to the NFL, people go, no, nah, I don't want you, man. Which, I, whether I agree with that or not, is a different story. But I'm just saying, for anybody that's like, oh, he's absolutely coming to the Bears this year, he's been trying to go to any team that would take him. Yeah. And obviously the Bears had Nagy, but they were in the market just as he was. he was – he interviewed for the Vikings job. So the Bears had every opportunity to say we would like a bite at the apple. They didn't. So the only this thing game tonight that, could be the Harbaugh Bowl. <laughs> yeah, well, Both the only coaches. thing I think that changes that is Harbaugh has to be willing to change his tune. And I, mm. I don't know the guy, but somewhere in his messaging about why he deserves a chance or wants to come back is not clicking with ownership or GMs. So whether that's like financial demands or, you know, uh, leadership demands, power demands, like I got control of the roster, who knows? But something is awry with like the NFL doesn't want him. Mm. So if that's going to change and you think he's coming to the Bears, then he, I, 
as much as I'd love for the Bears to capitulate and say, Jim, come on through. We'll do right. whatever it takes to get you. That's not what the NFL is. Mm-hmm. They think they're king shit, and they are. So if you are going to come be a coach for us, if one person is going to bend, it's going to be the coach. And so Harbaugh has to be the guy to do that. Derek Carter has, uh, in my opinion, uh, kind of an old-school look at offense sells tickets, defense wins games. If you look at AFC Championship, NFC Championship, and in the playoffs, the only defensive coach that was there in the playoffs last year was the guy in Buffalo. Other than that, it was all offensive guys. You got McDaniels. You got, um, obviously, Andy Reid, Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. Um, I'm trying to think of – trying to think of who all was playing. You got Shanahan and San Fran, obviously. Um, this this offense sells tickets, defense wins games. Absolutely. Defense helps you win. But you no longer need an 85 defense to win a Super Bowl. Look at how the Chiefs have done it. They've built through their offense, and their defense is just good enough to, to keep, keep help you win on. games, keep you in the games. Exactly. You, you don't have to have the top defense in the NFL to – to be a successful franchise, this is this is why I look at getting a offensive minded head coach. And if he brings in, like, look what they're doing in Miami. He called up Vic Fangio. Was like, hey man, come run my defense. And or I'm Wade Phillips sure. and Sean McVay. Like, and yeah. I mean, this is the thing that we don't have to go so into it, KB, or uh, AC. But this is exactly what we're talking about. Defense is not sticky. It's a very noisy year to year changing. I mean, you can and look no further than the Jets. The Jets had a phenomenal defense last year, phenomenal, and they were still like, "Well, that's not enough. It's, it, the offense can't can't make it work, so we got to bring in a Hall of Fame quarterback." And a lot of that stems from just the general idea that as much as and this is why it's dangerous to go down this road, defense is very volatile. You're as far as your competency, your ranking, how well you play. It's not sticky, meaning it doesn't translate very frequently from system to system. So. Um, it's always a very dangerous role to say, hey, we're going to bet it on our defense when you live in a league where it's so up and down. And some of that is due to continuity. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, look, I look no further than the Bengals defense um, this year. The Bengals defense has significantly fallen off, and that's because they've lost some personnel. And you're they replaced basically their having, entire secondary, basically. Yeah, and you, you're <laughs> having to rebuild that language and communication, and it's not working. So uh, it's it's it can be done. It's why I like Brian Flores and what he offers. But, yes, yeah, there's no doubt about it going the defensive route is a much harder journey to get to where you want to go. Well, Derek Carr hopped back in and asked what the defensive rating was for some of those teams. We're running out of time here, fellas. I want to throw this out, and then we'll get into shout-outs and and score predictions, bowl predictions, all those things. So, Barrelissimo says, allegedly Montrez Sweat and Chase Young are available for the same price. Who are you trading for, and what's your price for that player? I was on record before the season started to go get Chase Young. Chase Young is a difference maker at defensive end. I don't. I know he has an injury history, but he has showed up and showed out this year. And he does. I mean, when we saw it when we played against the Commanders, whether he was winning or not, he goes the same speed every time he's on the field. Uh, and he played with Justin Fields. So if you keep Justin Fields, obviously he's still got a contract next year. So. I feel like Justin, possibly, unless you trade him, he's going to be here too. Uh, and as far as the price, I'm looking at it. I would almost say a second-round pick, but I, I don't know. The injuries make me worry about it. I'd, I'd probably go third round. 
But if that doesn't get it done, I would go second round. Fuck it. I don't care. Um, <laughs> you traded a second round pick for Chase Claypool, who had done nothing since his rookie year. So, and whether that was a good trade or a bad trade, obviously it looks bad now. But like at the time, that was the going rate for him. And we met their asking price. Um, KB, tell me which one of these guys you want and what you think it would cost. Oh, okay. So. I don't. I, I kind of feel like maybe this is going to be in more of the unanimous, <laughs> like you know, what I'm saying verdicts. Uh, this is definitely Chase Young. Uh, I see that Montez Sweat has the better sack numbers, and I, I think he might even have uh, tags for loss on Young at the moment. But when people are saying we should probably lean toward Chase Young's way, because I don't want that guy to wreck the game you tend to have, you know what I'm saying, more one-on-ones and uh yeah, you can win those. Right. He has a lot of pressures this year. A lot. So I'm just thinking for how they kind of like to play this defense, yeah, I, I would love to see Chase Young brought in here. I'm pretty sure it'd probably be going for a second. Uh not uh, they're going to hold up that he was the early round pick and blah, 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 Chase Young, you know. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be a second round pick. I, I think the only way you can get a third in there is if you give them another decent premium pick, maybe something kind of like in the Von Miller range or, you, you know what I'm saying, or a little bit richer, maybe like a third rounder and maybe a fourth, something like that. Uh, but it, it all depends on what the Bears want to give up. Uh but I'm, I'm definitely leaning toward Chase Young on this. Uh, sweat, what, 25? Young is 24. They're both young, man. I mean, it's not like they're super old, but yeah, I, I, I gamble more on that upside with Chase Young than I would with, with you know what I'm saying, Montez Sweat. Even though Montez Sweat is a hell of a player, not, I don't yeah. want to take anything away from him. Me saying that Chase Young is who I want isn't throwing any shade at that man. I, I, I think I had to pick. Yeah, I would pick Chase Young. He, Jordan, I, Jordan, I know you. I moment. know you look like you're about to explode down there, but I want to get Chris's. Yeah, thing go for it. I, no, I think you're going to go. I think you're going to go a bit on this, so I'll get Chris's <laughs> absolutely uh, go for opinion, it. and then I'll let you, and then I'll let you finish it. And you, and you know what, Jordan? I'm going to go through this really, really slow. Oh, you take your time. You got to wait a load, load of time, but uh, regard, regarding. Both of them players, both of them are a big upgrade compared to what we've got at defensive ends at the moment. Like like, like I mentioned earlier, you know, we seem to be showing up at the middle of our defensive line, especially of our run defence. So, if you know, if we can keep Andrew and and, uh, and then two rookies can play up, then I think defensive end is, is either something we need to attack either the draft or free agency. Um, I mean, I'd probably say probably a second or a third for either of them. I mean, they're only... Like even sweats only twenty five, like you just mentioned. So uh, yeah, I'd be quite happy that you know to spend a bit of money on even these guys because that's that's been a part of a defensive line which we've but we've all been complaining about all season that we're not getting enough um, you know pressure from from the from the edges, uh, especially this defense where where you need to get your front four putting pressure on. So yeah, I'd be quite happy with even fellas because I think they're both a massive upgrade. Uh, to what we're playing with at the moment. So I'll hand it over to you, Jordan. No, I appreciate it. I I, I will try to make it as quick as possible, but there's just <laughs> a lot of nuance here. Um, as far as Bear's, Bear Leesville's question, 
I, as well as a lot of Bears fans, would like Chase Young. And I actually think I have more – not that I have better reasons, but people choose the name Chase Young because he was a number two pick overall and he's got the draft status and all that. But he fits just more of what I like, and I think pressures is a very important statistic. I mean, I'm a big Jared Verse fan, and everybody's falling off the Jared Verse bandwagon because the sack numbers aren't there. But I don't worry about sacks too much. Pressures are what I'm, I care about. It's consistent. So um, Chase Young is that dude. But I have to be honest and say that to me, again, it's not me. I'm not running the team. But for what I think the Bears would like, I think Montez Sweat, I mean, he's 6'6", he's 260, he dents the pocket. Like, it's just their kind of guy. And not that Chase Young is a slouch in the run department. It's just the build matches what Eberflus likes, these big, bulky, tall uh, defensive ends. And he's been more productive. And a lot of that, like, you can say, well, you know, Chase Young – Chase Young wasn't playing for most of the time he was productive. So, like, they're both bona fide players. As far as the price, I've said, I mean, I'll, I'll pull the receipts. I've been saying since, well, I'm back in June maybe, back in April, I was saying, like, give the 25, the 2025 Carolina second-round pick. I've called it kind of like a free asset. I know nothing's free, but it's – polls. I mean, I hope he's here, but you may not even be able to make that selection, Ryan Poles. Right. And it was like a freebie thrown on to the DJ Moore number one pick. It's all done. So just take that 25 second if they'd be willing to accept it, give it to them. And I mean, I know that there's a lot of fans talking about like, why would you even give anything for a guy that's going to hit free agency and you have more money than anybody else? So you can just throw as much money at him as he needs for him to say yes. And I, I'm not saying that couldn't happen, but you're the, you're betting on the guy that you want not getting the franchise tag, also yes. betting that nobody else is going to trade for him. Also and, betting that money is the factor. I mean, maybe after yeah, maybe four years in Washington, he wants yeah. to go to a contender. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's tough. So to me, I think, I think that that's the price. I would have no qualms about sending a second round pick. To be fair for either of them, a lot of people don't remember Montez Sweat was a bona fide dude as well. He went later in the first round because he had some health issues. I think with his heart. I know there's a lot of people in the chat talking about like, why would you, given the amount of injuries this year, why would you train um, trust this training staff with a guy with injury history? I'm not telling you that Chase Young's injuries don't matter. I just mm. talked about Joey Bosa having injuries that have derailed his career. I don't think that Chase Young, it's possible he's never going to be the player he was supposed to be at number two overall, and I'm willing to accept that. But a couple of things, injuries can happen to anybody on any given play. So I'm right. not saying that you throw them out the window like it doesn't matter, but an injury can happen tomorrow and wreck anybody's career. So I don't always bet on what happened to a guy's injury going forward. And I'll wrap it up here quick, AC. But the last thing about Chase Young to me is he is – maybe he's not number two overall anymore. Maybe he's not got that talent. But I said it before the season, and I'm glad it's showing out. He is definitively back to being healthy and trusting the knee. Last yeah. year he played a nominal amount of snaps and still looked good but still looked weary. He mm -hmm. is that guy now, and I think to me – the last bit is I'm not sure where you would be able to get, even if he's not number two overall in value anymore, maybe he's 15, 20, 25. I'm not sure where you would be able to get a player of his caliber ever in the second round at a premium right. position like edge. Right. Yeah. I agree with all that. Um, the trade deadline is Halloween uh, 3 PM, I believe. So we'll be watching that not only for these moves, but also someone put in the chat about Brian Burns if the Panthers trade Brian Burns, remember we've got their first round pick. So if they start getting if they start getting rid of talent, that helps us as well. So that'll be something that I'm watching for come Tuesday to see if there's any moves at all that uh, that happen. 
Um, but we'll we'll get into trying to wrap this thing up. I'll start with KB and we'll go around this way. And uh, give me your score prediction, a bold prediction, and your MVB, your most valuable bear. KB, I'll start with you, brother. Tell me what's up. All right, man. Uh, let's go with the with the, the unfortunate reality, man. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna get on my high horse to say the Bears are gonna win another win this game. I, I did that last week because hey, we look good against this team, and then look like absolute dog shit the next. Uh, I do feel like the Chargers win this game. I say maybe twenty-seven to probably thirteen-ish. I'll throw that around. Uh, I want to say that my MVP of the game would more than likely be. I say Jalen Johnson. I say Jalen Johnson. Let's go. Let's go on defense. Okay. Uh, I give my MVP to Jalen. Uh, this also tied to my bold prediction. I say he gets another two interception game. Wow, uh, but it's still not enough. Uh, offense doesn't doesn't seem to look like it did last week because you know that's exactly how the Bears go. Uh, shout out, wise man! Shout out to everybody in the chat, man! Thanks for y'all jumping on here with us, man! Putting up with us all these <laughs> for all these years, getting up at ten a.m. Uh, then Jordan getting up at seven, man! Because you're, yeah. you're, <laughs> you're the guy. Uh, <laughs> Love you, boys, man. I already miss y'all, man. I, I I wish we were all in the same city. Can meet up at a bar and go have a drink and watch the game or do whatever the case is, man. I don't care if it's beating in somebody's house sitting on the back fucking porch. Uh, enjoy my time, man. Love y'all, boys, man. Absolutely. Go ahead, Jordan. Tell me what's up. Of course, chat. Thank you for being here. You guys make it. Also, it Jordan, are you tailgating any today? So if there's any Bears fans in the area, maybe they can – I'm not tailgating, but I actually I did have uh, somebody reach out on Twitter. But I mean, you have my Twitter there, Jordan T. Silvera. If you want to read out, reach out. Let me know. I'll try to find a way to meet up with you. Anybody that wants to be there, see me. I had one person that said they want to meet up, so I'll do that. But yeah, I'll be at the game today at SoFi. I'll try to be there as early as possible. Um, I am in the three hundreds, I believe. But anyway, decent seats, nothing, nothing great. Um, chat, thank you for being here. Always appreciate it. Like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. That doesn't just help the algorithm. It keeps. Um, although happy and keeps us on on the air here uh, so please do that um, fellas you guys are great as always i appreciate this no better people i like talking football with and i always appreciate you dealing with my curmudgeonness i'm actually speaking of curmudgeonness i'm not going to be that dude today i'm not going to be like kb oh, um, i may have a little more i may have a little more faith now i i will say i have no problem being wrong i can <laughs> see that i could see justin herbert lighting the the bears on fire i could see them wiping the field with the bears so i'm i could see it but I maybe it's my homerism or what. I am taking the Bears to win this game, um, twenty-seven to twenty-four. The Chargers keep games close, and they also find a way to let stuff happen in games that they lose. I think that I'm. I didn't get to go this deep, and I, I don't think we totally have to. But I don't know what it is, man. I'm not telling you like I even. I wouldn't even necessarily think I need him as a starter going forward. But Tyson Bajan's Bajan's just that dude. I don't know what to say, man. Like he's he's just he's got it. I don't know. However you want to quantify it, he's got his head on straight. He just kind of knows what he's doing. And, yes, Khalil Mack could wreck his day and fuck his whole his whole career. I get it. But I just think that inherently they are going to do enough to keep this kid head on straight. I, I know we want him to launch deep balls. I don't think that's going to happen. It's going to be a lot of horizontal. But I do think that he understands what's around him and being a point guard and distributing and not putting the offense behind schedule. And I think that mixed with his moxie, his his swagger, his it factor, 
keeps them competitive in a game that all Brandon Staley has is one game of scouting him too, um, which means I do think he's going to try to throw up crazy coverages and everything, but I just think Tyson Bajan's not interested in that. I'll just yeah. check it down to my, my check tail. Like so I think it, I think it Chargers lose that game 24 to 27 to the bears um, MVP. I, I got to go DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore finds a way because he's going to get some of those screens and the yak ability and everything else. Um, and then bold prediction. I know I don't feel good about this one, but something tells me Yannick Ngakwe finds a way to get a couple on Rashawn Slater today. Um, and Rashawn Slater's a dog. He's the left tackle for the Chargers, but yeah. um, something tells me. And that's that. like I said, I don't feel good about it. Justin Herbert, what he does is he mitigates pressure like nobody's business and doesn't take a lot of sacks. But um, I just think what I'm hoping is that the coverage will be good enough to see a couple of these guys get home. And Yannick Ngakwe stands the best chance of that. So thank you. All righty, Chris. Yeah, I just, I just want to say uh, thank you everybody in the chat. Um, you know, you make the show. You know, you're a part of the show. You're one of us. Uh, everybody, to you guys, because this is, like I always say, best time of the week for me is talking Bears football with you three guys. I'd also, I just want to say a quick thank you to everybody who helped me get into Chicago last week. It was an amazing experience. Like I said, I met some amazing new people, but also the people I knew live up to the reputations it was brilliant. And uh, regarding the game, I, I'm a little bit like you, Joe, and I think I think the Bears might look sneaky a little bit, maybe 21 to 17. Um, and my sort of MVP is I really like Foreman to have another big game because I think that's going to help Bajan. Um, and I know, like, you know, I just like that style of running where he just starts wearing people down. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think the Bears might do it 21 to 17. Uh, and I think maybe... Maybe maybe DJ Moore might have a bit of a game as well, um, you know. See if they go a bit more sort of vertical with the passing, but you know, hopefully a Bears win. But um, like I say, it's just just thanks thanks for making this another great Sunday afternoon talking Bears football with you chaps. Absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, shout out to you guys for coming on with me again today. I know it's bright and early for us, even though we're playing Sunday night. I thought about pushing the show back, but I was like, people know what time the show starts. I don't want them to be like, where's the tailgate show? You know what I mean? So that's why we went with, we just went with our normal time, 10 a.m. Um, shout out to the chat. They've been on fire today, putting a lot of stuff out there for us to try, to try and talk about and give information about and even had me looking up the injury report this morning because I was, because <laughs> I was a little worried. Um, so definitely shout out to the chat. Um, my, Score prediction, man, it is so difficult because Iberflus has never won back-to-back games as the Chicago Bears head coach. So it's very difficult for me to just say this is the time he's going to do it. However, Brandon Staley is not a good coach either. So that both of these teams, it's like who's going to who's going to outcoach the other? You know what I mean? It, it's a, a and it's very difficult. Um, but I, but I just don't think Iberflus is going to win back-to-back games. I know in SoFi it's going to feel like Soldier Field. It's going to be full of Bears fans, and Jordan will be there. I'm assuming in a Walter Payton jersey today. I don't, I don't know if you I, got. The- you know, I've got, I've got the Justin Fields and the Walter Payton, and I am really, I'm happy to see Bajan, but I'm just really bummed Justin Fields is not playing. So yeah. I'm debating if I want to pull. Out. I think it's probably going to be the Payton, my my Payton one that I love, but um, I may decide to go. You know, hey, we're 
give it one last hurrah for Justin Fields before Tyson Bajan just runs this shit, but we'll see. Well, I, I saw a lot of Fields jerseys in the stands last week, so it's definitely still getting worn out there. I uh, I had took Walter Payton and Sanborn with me and decided to go with Walter uh, because, I mean, you can't go wrong with sweetness. You know what I mean? Uh, but, uh, but my score prediction, I think it's a really close game, um, but I think that the Chargers win this game – 30 to 26 weird score, but I think that that's uh, I think that's the way it plays out. Um, uh, so the bears do cover the spread. It was eight and a half. So if the bears cover the spread, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. Cause I've bet on it. Um, also Tooch hit me up earlier and said it doesn't have a voice. So if you're sticking around for the goon show, which probably just started, if you're sticking around for the goon show. He won't be on there, but they'll, they'll help you build your fantasy lineup today. Tell you who's in, who's out. I should have watched that last week because I had DK Metcalf in my starting lineup and he didn't play. So uh, I lost that game. To Aldo. <laughs> I lost that game to Aldo. I mean, I had a lot going on last weekend, but uh, um, so, so definitely tune into that. Um, just like Jordan said, like comment, subscribe, do all the things. And uh, we'll see you guys back here next week. Stay tuned after the game. You'll have bear football and at halftime, you have a halftime show where they, they talk about everything they did. That's going to be a late one tonight. I hope the phone's ready for it. I hope he gets him a nap in today or something because <laughs> that's a that's a late night. Um, but uh, I mean, we'll see everybody next week. And until then, we'll just leave everybody with a bear down. Bear down. <laughs>